here's something I didn't see coming for the summer. Uh, right now, there's a apparently a shortage of cold and flu medication across the country. According to uh, the Ontario Pharmacists Association, more people are developing respiratory tract infections and disruptions in the supply chain are affecting different stages of cold medication production. And so it does make sense, you know, with the loosening of restrictions, uh, you do have uh, a result where you have a resurgence of some virus and some respiratory illnesses. And uh, those may have been kept at bay the past uh, two years and a little over two years. So to talk about this, we are joined by Scott Coulter, pharmacist with Coulter's Pharmacy. I appreciate the time today. Good morning. Are you seeing that shortage of uh, cold and flu medication that others are reporting? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the um, the merchandising description is holes in the shelves, and my shelves have more holes than they have product, and it's been like that for months. Uh, so, I mean, you mentioned it's been here for months. When do you first start to notice this might be a problem? Uh, we were we noticed the ch- challenges in uh, receiving inventory probably about five six months ago, um, and then of course the manufacturers started having to answer questions as to why there was a chronic out of stock situation, and we've been notified by most of the major players that they're anticipating uh, a long term challenge as far as um, keeping up with demand, um, with their supply chain challenges uh, contributing to the problem. So how long could this be an issue? Um, it could be as early as spring of next year, which means the cough and cold season that's coming could be extremely, even more challenging than last year. Last year we had we had out of stock situations, but if it doesn't improve between now and the fall, um, you're going to find simple things like children's Tylenol, uh, infant uh, ibuprofen, just the staples we'll call them. The uh, the mainstays of the family medicine cabinet are going to be really hard to uh, to source, and alternatives are going to be challenging to find. It's funny, you know, when you when you think about how long this has been going on, as people are picking up on it now. I've been, you know, to out and about, and I haven't really noticed it. But um, I guess behind the scenes, it's been a bit more uh, of an issue. Uh, absolutely, and part of the issue, like, there's two things going on. Of course, we had, uh, I think it was uh, last winter or the winter before, we had two winters ago. We had no flu. Like, there was absolutely no flu in the community. So demand goes down, and if if forecasting is done based on consumption, manufacturers look at it and say, okay, well, maybe we don't need to make three million units. Maybe we only have to make two million units. And the other challenge is is that we're not making widgets. Uh, if I'm if I'm a company that makes widgets, I make them today and I sell them tomorrow. But in the pharmaceutical industry, whether it's prescription or over the counter, uh, if I manufacture a product today, it's got to if if I get it product produced today, it's got to through, go through quality control, stability testing. It might be six months before that product actually hits consumer shelves, and so that adds to the delay. Um, why maybe the pharmaceutical supply chain is now facing even more challenges, whereas more traditional supply chain companies have dealt with this problem over the previous few months. Have you ever seen something like this? Oh, the pharmaceutical supply chain has been has been fragile for, I'll say, a decade, um, but there's always been alternatives. As far as the consumer-facing product goes, there's always individual products that are hard to come by and that people who want that specific product may search high and low for, but nothing on the, the scope or the scale that we're seeing with the cough and cold issue that we have right now. And demand is still low. It's summertime, right? I mean, ideally, we should be seeing relatively low need for this product. But as we head into back to school, September, October, November, um, demand's going to peak and hopefully the manufacturers are going to make up some ground between now and then. 
And as you said, it's not just, uh, you know, a cold and flu. There's also maybe some of those, uh, you know, child uh, painkillers that might also be a bit uh, difficult for people. Oh, yes. They've been extremely challenging to source for quite some time now. What would you recommend uh, people do? Well, it, when in when in need, we're always we're treating symptoms. Speak to your pharmacist. Speak to your healthcare professional. Um, ideally, there's an alternative out there. Whether it's uh, uh, dosage adjustments, where we use uh, appropriately, we use an adult product in a child with the appropriate uh, amount to give the appropriate medication content. A lot of the active ingredients in all of these products, regardless of who makes them, are pretty much the same or identical. A lot of it has to do with brand recognition and, and you know, shelf space. But the, the core number of ingredients, whether there's five or six core cough and cold ingredients that are equal amongst all the manufacturers, maybe it's just a matter of finding an alternative that is the same thing, but just doesn't have the name on it that you're used to, used to buying. It makes me think of when we were at the start of this and uh, people were hoarding certain items. I would hope people don't start to hoard now. I would hope not. I mean, over-the-counter over common cold medications have a finite life, a shelf life. I mean, the expiry date might be, you know, six months, a year, year and a half at the most. Uh, if you hoard the stuff, are you actually hoping you're going to get sick and need to use it? It'd be a real shame to see it go to waste. That's a good point, uh, Scott. Certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Oh, pleasure. Have a great day. You as well. That is uh, Scott Coulter, pharmacist from Coulter's Pharmacy. I did not have uh, cold and uh, flu medication on my supply chain uh, bingo card. Uh, but as uh, Scott was just saying, you know, this has been something that's been around, that's been, you know, uh, you know, playing out for a couple of months now. You know, I've been at the store a couple of times, haven't really noticed it. I mean, I when you think back and you look at the store shelves, uh, there have been times where there's been one or the other that I might typically get because um, I've gone to, to get a, some cold medication a couple of months ago. I haven't got any for a while, obviously. And it was hard to find. And you don't really think anything of it at the time because it'll go to the store every single day. And you just think, okay, well, that's just a weird circumstance or uh, for that that one specific uh, moment, but um, it's been playing out for a while and is something that could be an issue into next spring as well, which, as Scott Coulter was saying, could take us through cold and flu season as we get into uh, the fall and winter here. So uh, hopefully people don't get sick. And this isn't an issue we really had to deal with because of uh, masking for such a long time, but uh, it is a, you know, a valid point to make, you know, uh, there is a uh, expiry date on a lot of these items and all these items. And so hoarding, you know, when it comes to uh, flour, no longer needed. And hoarding when it comes to cold and flu, uh, not necessary. Uh, because uh, the idea, or hopefully you don't get sick uh, to begin with. And of course, your pharmacist can always help you when you're in those situations if you do uh, get sick. We'll take a break. Uh, when we return, we'll have more of The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL.